Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host with the green. I'm your host, Holden Tui. This is Dark Side of the Moon. Let's get to it, motherfuckers. Now you say up, up, and away. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, now we're back for another episode, Dark Side, another one shot, and we're going to focus on the biggest what if that could have been asked, and it wasn't even asked by Marvel, and that is what if mm. Superman had landed in Soviet era Russia. Twelve if, hours later, you know, it, it, it yeah. just the Earth had rotated that much further. What, what do you mean? You no, know, set in nineteen forties, dude. Oh yeah, sorry, he arrived in a different. Well, see, that's when Superman started. Yeah, oh, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, that's I the original story of Superman. So, yeah. so they just that it's exactly the the start, the the real start of Superman. But the capsule was a few hours later or earlier. Yeah, and Earth's axis was such and such a way that he landed. I I always. Like as and it's really well said already, man. The what if and Marvel didn't even do it. You're absolutely right because I've read a lot of what ifs and nothing yeah. has ever touched Red Sun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, Superman, Red Sun were like it's it's based on the comic book. Like the last uh, show we talked about in Dark Side Hush, and I've read this comic book more recently, so it was a little bit fresh in my mind. But a lot of the elements had forgotten, and um, I just thought it was such a fucking genius idea for a story. And the way they put it together is such an excellent movie. Like, I would have loved to have seen this done in a, a fucking feature length, like, live action movie. It's so genius. Like, the some of the shots of Joseph Stalin, like, look straight out of the history books. It's just so well done that, like, and just the, the little questions that you always ask when you change a little, like, one major thing. Like the how does it affect uh, the the Soviet Union? How does it affect other communist countries? How does it affect the, the nature nurture conversation with a single individual? Is in yeah. there? At, you know, like it is macro and micro. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's just it, that, I think it was so well done that like it showed. It's kind of like do you remember in the Watchmen where it showed how the Cold War would have played out if um, Doctor Manhattan had existed? It was Vietnam, wasn't it? it yeah, was, it, and, and, it, but it was both. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, so it just it just shows you the impact one superior being can have on the world. And mm, if of course. like yeah, you know what I mean? And it just shows you that I just love the way it just tilted everything so slightly that like not only did Russia become uh, an even more complete superpower that you had the Soviet Union being taken over eventually by Superman because he found out with the gulags. And it's, it's cool that he still had this uh, weird moral compass to do the right thing. But the way he went about doing it was completely alien to the Superman we came to know and love. So it was just brilliantly done that they encapsulated all this Soviet era of secrecy and ideals within this Superman, even though his version of right was still quite different than the Soviet Union that he ends up supplanting and taking over. It was still quite different than the, the Superman that we we know from canon. So I thought it was really, really cool and really, really well done how they skewed Superman in this movie. It was amazing, <laughs> is what it was, wasn't it? You know, when they, they, they uh, of its era, the whole kind of the way people, we kind of perceive people 
uh, but but into the fray of just superheroes, the Green Lantern Corps that show up in it, yeah. the uh, Bizarro Superior Man, and uh, Lex Luthor. No, that was sorry. Um, well, sorry, was Bizarro Superior Man or was that Brainiac? No, no, no. Biz- uh, Superior Man was Bizarro. When did Brainiac show up? Because I can. Uh, show- well, Brainiac, he, yeah, Brainiac shows up and uh, Superman takes him down quite easily, and uh, to the best of his knowledge, reprograms him. Yeah. Yeah. And Brainiac, of course, who is just a calculator at the end of the day, uh, uh, pled along because that was the best way to get to where he actually wanted to be. Yeah. And patience is also a great thing. When you're uh, a robot. Yeah, when you're a robot, exactly. When time's not exactly against you. But this had so many spinning um, spinning plates that the Soviet Batman, yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, man, as soon as I seen that kid, and he was like... Where were you to see you can hear a feather fall? fall. It was a leaf fall from a hundred miles away or some shit. But you could, yeah. yeah. But yet you could not hear our cries, and then all the bats scattered behind him. I'm like, that's Batman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. did you pick up on that, Jeff? Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. So it's inquisitive mind, man. That's just that's how you did that. Yeah, uh, but it was cool because just a kid looking up. Yeah, just yeah. And it's you know I always that's always the thing about Batman. He's an overachiever, even looking at something like what superman actually is yeah and he thinks i'm taking that fucker down yeah man i loved uh soviet batman it was it was really well done like you know what i mean it's like oh i said 10 minutes to evacuate yeah boom yeah that i said 10 minutes pure joker that was pure joker wasn't it oh yeah absolutely oh yeah yeah, no he he did he didn't come to fuck around yeah he did not come the ones who got fat on on the superman they were just as big as bad guys to him as Superman himself. Yeah. He had no patience for them whatsoever. Those who worshipped at the altar of Superman yeah. were just as bad. So it was, yeah, it was just a great character. It was so fucking well done though. Like the, the like Batman was the good guy, but yeah, he was doing villainous things. He was the the, the supreme edge of anti hero, really. Like you know, what I mean? oh yeah, 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 you know yeah. what I mean. Like like he was taking out the establishment, but like he was like killing people like a motherfucker in this and like the difference like i love the fight team of uh, superman later on where he uses the red sun lamps um brought to him by lex luther who we talk about who's like the kind of like the fucking hero of the piece which again is really a little good. bit anti-heroish yeah. but like mostly heroish to be yeah. fair i mean he became president and he solved the like the deficit he said you know he solved poverty yeah. he solved it i mean you can't argue with that yeah you know? exactly like you know it's it's just so well done it just shows you how one little event can change everything around it like oh know, like, yeah what I loved about the Batman was that Superman was unleashed in this. Yeah. You know what I mean? He could destroy, he could just take. He wasn't like that whole, uh, that great speech in the Justice League uh, cartoon where he's fighting Darkseid and he just says, all my life I've lived in a world that feels like it's made of cardboard. But now we've got now we've got a rare opportunity, someone who can take it. <laughs> you know? yeah. Super, but this Superman was unleashed. This Superman didn't have to worry about these things. So for Batman to even make a move, like even come to ground, he yeah. had to get 25, 30 things in motion, in yeah. place. And even for even when Bat, then that was the ballsiness. When Batman even just stood atop a roof, yeah, you were thinking, God, he has done, he's already so much cooler than anybody else. In yeah. <laughs> because, you yeah. know, like even just to stand up. Yeah. Because uh, Superman, again, don't forget, Superman's also a genius. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, it's not like, yeah, oh, he's got the broad, but not the brains. No, he has everything. Everything yeah. you have to be a tactician, that's yeah. not even a genius. A fuck, and and the detective Batman was replaced with a tactician Batman, yeah, but to the exact same degree. Guerrilla like warfare Batman, like guerrilla warfare Batman, yeah, yeah. 
Insurgency Batman. Yeah, <laughs> I told you like that one. Sorry, it was just the other day when we were talking. I said we should do this, and you were like, fine. And I told you because I know you'd read the comics. That it, it is very close to the comics. It says yeah. very, very true to the comics, but they bring it to life. And yeah. did you find that when you were watching it that you were just like, fuck me, this is just incredible, man? I, I loved it because it was like it was like you know. I, it was less that I was watching a superhero movie set in the era of Soviet uh, era, uh, Soviet, the Soviet Union. It was more like I was watching an actual historical movie, like the way they play, did the maps and how they were expanding, how he was going into Korea. And this, this like, I just love the way uh, Ultimate History. I, I, I like, I absolutely loved um, For All Mankind, season one of that. Um, uh, Man the High Castle and like Watchmen like I talked about earlier and I just yeah. love the way they like obviously they brought all the elements of the comic book you love reimaginings even just having as an yeah. author just the stuff that you've just as being a friend of yours the stuff that you get into I knew when I recommended this one yeah I knew like oh yeah no I, I, I definitely dished him up something that he's going to Oh man, absolutely yeah. chomp down on yeah, yeah. exactly like uh, the first time I heard about this story is like it's like uh uh, Superman lands in Soviet era uh, Russia. John, of our friend John Riley had this comic. If I, um, I think Dara Byrne might be the first person to ever tell me about it. Like that's yeah. how long ago I heard about. It. I heard about it a long time before I actually read it. And um, it was like Lex Luthor's the good guy. Superman's kind of like the bad guy. And he lands, and I was like, oh my god, it fucking sounds amazing. And I read the comic book a few years ago, and I was like, this is fucking awesome. And then I found out it got made into a live action, and I hadn't caught the live action. And when you said it, I was like, holy shit! I just realized I hadn't watched it yet. So I was so happy. And um, when I watched it, it's like they brought the comic book alive, but just the way it encapsulated the style of storytelling that's often used by movies that are talking about World War Two or the Korean War or the Cold War era, uh, era and all that kind of stuff. So I just loved the style that was used in the movie to bring it to life, not just from the adaptation, but in terms of the style and how it encapsulated that period of time from the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, all the way up into the 80s, where the story kind of starts wrapping up. And I just love that where it really covered everything about the Cold War, but because of Superman's existence in a totally different way, it just skewed, it just skewed those events, uh, events completely. He killed Stalin. He takes over the Soviet Union. He makes he it kills Stalin because of the gulags. Yeah, and then he kind of starts inching into Stalin territory. Yeah, and yeah. I always thought that was great because Stalin Absolute that was Stalin's entire speech. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He goes, you just need to trust that everything I'm doing is for the ultimate good of our, you know, our deals and whatnot. And of course, I'm paraphrasing and doing a bad job of it, but yeah, he gives definitely. him the whole spiel. <laughs> but he gives him the whole spiel about you just need to trust. Yeah. And Superman was so disgusted that that he kills him. Yeah. And um, then later, as he's kind of reprogramming people, even including some of his best friends, one who he wouldn't even allow to commit suicide. Um and uh, you start, and uh, I thought it led to that brilliant thing. I remember reading this comic, and it's Lex Luthor who is just as smart as Superman. Like, we're talking like mm. superpowers, like, you know, um, Tony Stark levels intelligence, yeah. intelligence that's never existed in this world. Yeah. Um, and he, he has a piece of paper and he's writing on it, and he's delighted with himself. He has this, like, this, this will just absolutely blow them away. And the, the piece of paper says, why not just put the whole world in a bottle? Yeah. Like he had. Like he yeah. already had. And the fact of the matter is even a genius didn't have an answer for it. Just stuff like that. Stuff like that gave me chills when I was watching it. I just yeah. thought it was the right. most beautiful rendition of twisting 
the narrative that we've had for a superhero for so long that I've ever seen. The the, the, seen. the, the Stalingrad in the fucking snow globe. Stalingrad, thing. that's yeah. the one. Yeah, sorry, I can't yeah. think of the place. Yeah, that, uh, and he was like, but why not? Like, and then you'd have to think, wait a minute, seriously, why not? Yeah, wouldn't well, like wouldn't that solve everything? Like you know, you could isolate, you could do this, you could control everybody in yeah. sectors. They, you know, of course, they'd be so small that they could never rise up against you. Like literally, so small they could yeah. never rise up against you. So why not just do that? And then you realize that, yeah, like, like if you're going to do it at all, just do it. Become a little uh, god. Yeah, and I thought, like, because I remember reading the comic and thinking, all right, this note because it was such a clever comic. I thought this note's going to be mind-bending this note's going to be like this whole like diatribe where it just takes his argument and breaks it down and point by point like i was ready to read i was ready for a page that was going to be the note and then it was like why not just put the whole world in a bottle and i thought oh my god that is devastating (laughs) devastating it's one of the it's one of the best things i've ever read in a comic i really i really really loved it that much it's just why i thought they brought this comic to life in such and i know like Full credit to the directors and the producers and everyone. They they couldn't deviate. Like what what do you like? Who are you to say what that story needed? That's an excellent story. Yeah, that's an excellent, excellent, excellent story. Bring yeah. it to life. Don't fuck with it. Bring it to life. Yeah, I I just loved um the way like they brought Soviet Batman up because like Superman was the reason his inactions uh, were the reason that like uh, he created Batman. We got to see like Hal Jordan, the different version of how the Green Lantern Corps came to be. Guy Gardner and John Stewart and a few, yeah, of, exa- a few of the Green Lanterns. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like so, I thought that was cool. <laughs> do you remember next to your man's like, oh, we have to contain it or something? They want to do examinations in case there's like he would say like radioactive, and next to just like cuts the dude's finger off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I just think like, that's a pure Lex Luthor move, like you know what I mean. Oh, that's a yeah, no, that's yeah. a false Lex Luthor move. Yeah, yeah. I just I, that's what I loved about like that. It shows the strength of these characters when used very in very interesting ways. Like the yeah. Lex Luthor just doesn't have to be this maniacal fucking egomaniac that wants to just it's hell bent on world domination. Like, what if his genius was used in a different way altogether? What would be yeah. the effects of that? Like, what and, if somebody's just operating on a level that you you. Vincent and me know we can't operate on you know we can't we have we don't have and there's a great line in it sorry to speak over you man I do apologize but there's a but like the whole thing was uh, that to wield the ring you have to be able to overcome great fear yeah that's literally the the thing Um, yeah because parallax uh, but uh, but also it's the strongest case of will the yeah. strongest thing we can do is overcome great fear. But uh, at this, uh, they were flying, and uh, John Stewart said, um, "We've got something coming in quick. Wait, real quick." And he's, "Are you afraid?" He goes, "We don't have the luxury of being afraid." Yeah. And and again, like Lex Luthor didn't have the luxury of time. Yeah. Like what you were up against is so gargantuan that yeah, even Lex Luthor, the genius, didn't know if there was like radioactivity, blah blah blah, whatever around that ring. All he knew is. This could this could be a game changer. I wanted, so we went yeah. to God, and yeah. that was a calculated risk. Uh, you what know, did you make of the fight sequence between the Lantern Corps and Superman? Oh, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, um, I love the fact that he was able to pick them all apart. He fucking like, he whooped just, them, man. Like, he fucking whooped them. Yeah, and then when they did get the edge, Diana, uh, Diana showed up. Wonder Woman. Why did uh, she um, rapidly age when Batman was fighting Superman? Um, oh, it was because she uh, something got to do with the rope. The lasso of 
truth or whatever it was called mm. to actually break like it's a god tier weapon created by the gods so yeah. what it actually cost her to break it yeah oh was, yeah was was so much that it took a toll on immortality yeah and that like that was it actually took a toll on immortality because she broke the truth sure, or some shit yeah exactly so it was like so even though she could technically live to be 25 trillion years old and not yeah. live a day and not age a day it was so taxing that it actually took something from her and in that case it took none of her like vigor or anything like that but it took her hair that she became gray yeah. and stuff like that which I, I thought was cool like you know because that's the thing that her, her, her whole thing is she's operating on the shazam um, dr fate as uh, xanadu kind of level where she's uh, zatanna sorry level where she's um a magic based creature uh, what Zan- Xanadu is like a musical or something, is it? It's it's a Rush song to me. Yeah. By <laughs> Rush, I don't know what it is after that. Um, but uh, yeah, so like one of the scenes I touched on a second ago was the Batman Superman fight scene. Um, when Batman kills himself, I, I that that moment was fucking epic. Like where he just blows himself up because he knows he's defeated, and Superman's going to like brainwash him and put him in like a laundry house or some shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like just I love the look on Batman's face. He just knows he's completely defeated, and he just it comes the- back to the boy. Yeah. The boy who looked at Superman and was like, you know, to say you can hear a leaf fall from whatever. It was like, yeah, I, this is probably going to be how I die. Yeah. But every step I take from this point forward is going to be to take you down every yeah. step. And if it's my last step and I don't win, then fine. Cause I went down swinging yeah. and that determination that is so incredibly Batman. Yeah. Like that's incredibly Gotham's Batman. That's, that's incredibly yeah, him. Doesn't retire. He's going to do till he dies. Doesn't retire. We said in the last podcast, does yeah. not retire. Yeah. Does not retire. When the bones give up, he becomes an oracle, whatever. It yeah. just does not retire. I'm surprised that um he never um uh used the kryptonite bomb in that moment. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Maybe he just didn't have it. I don't know, because in that world they didn't know the weakness of Superman because they didn't really use kryptonite against he, him. He figured out he figured out the whole um red sun thing. Yeah. But yeah, maybe not like because he simulated their natural atmosphere because he figured out that's it. Yeah, um, I, I love that scene though because the worry on Superman's face when he actually gets hurt for the first time. Like, imagine, but imagine, yeah, that it's not brilliant. There was a there was a comic called uh, the Plutonian, I think, and it was about with this Superman type character gone rogue. Yeah, and uh, and he starts killing people like on mass. It's it's great, great comic series. Yeah, Couldn't recommend it enough. Um, I will do. Um, and he said. Um, there's even a scene where one guy kind of manages to upgrade his power to like, like uh, to degrees that the Plutonian didn't know he could do. Yeah. And he goes, yeah. See, you know what the difference is between like, well, our power is similar, but you know what the difference between me and you right now is you never had to learn how to fight. Yeah. I was thinking that too. When you were fighting Superman. That's it. You never had yeah. to learn how to fight. Cause I'm you could throw a punch at the speed of sound that yeah. could crack a mountain. Yeah. Why would you? Yeah, yeah, what man. universe? I swear to God, I went through the exact same <coughs> thought process and I was watching that and I was like, the reason Superman's getting his ass handed to him is because he never needed to know and learn how he to never fight needed how to fight. He's never known what a, what, a, what a punch was. I remember, again, the same comic series, like, you know, the family defines the Plutonian in a very Superman way. It's him, like, crawling across the table, but he crawls across the stove and it's like a boiling hot stove and he just, like, waddles along because, again, yeah. he just, you know, it would take nuclear armaments wouldn't hurt him so a yeah. stove isn't going to do anything and again you never ever had to learn how to fight and now that we're on an evil even footing yeah you can't possibly take me yeah because exactly. i i had to learn 
painfully how to fight. Yeah. And I always loved that. I always loved that. And yeah. that was the thing that Batman had on him. He goes, like, to, to prepare for this, I went through shit that you wouldn't even dream of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just to be yeah, a You were playing chess with Lex Luthor. You yeah. know what I mean? That's what you were fucking doing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love that moment, though, man. Like, because just like um, it shows you, though, like how dangerous Batman is on it. Like, like if Superman was a human, Batman would take him out long ago. It just shows you. The oh, yeah. Easily. Oh, yeah. That'd be nothing. That'd be yeah. nothing. Yeah. Because Superman's a force of nature. As you said, he did. Like, he never had to learn how to fight. That's the exact same thought process I have when I was watching that fucking scene. And I was like, that's why he's getting his ass handed to him. Because if you're invincible, like you wouldn't need to learn how to defend yourself. You know what I mean? So you're just taking pot shots to the face and you just grab a guy by his head. You can just crush him and explode his head. Kind of like Homelander. You don't need to learn how to defend yourself if you're totally invincible. And then, Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, you know, but Batman, because he's fought all these people to nail his entire life, especially the Soviet yeah. Batman. He grew up in a gulag, for fuck's sake. So like, you a know Batman I mean? that makes Batman look like nothing. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? like, like, you know what I mean? So and I love that scene. Like, and the way they paid weights, uh, Superman's weaknesses, and they also saw Batman's uh, never-ending resolve when he decides to blow himself up instead of giving in to Superman's control and allowing himself to be brainwashed and become another servant to the, the Soviet fucking empire or whatever shit. But that was it. He made, he made Superman think as well. I always thought yeah. that there was, there was a couple of points in that film where you thought Superman was learning. There yeah. was the, why don't you put the world in a bottle? And there was the, the Batman blowing himself up rather than becoming subservient. Yeah. There was or the way Lois Lane, yeah, it's the way Lois Lane addressed him a couple of times. Mm. Um, you know, it was the way the superior man when the bizarro attacked him. And he I thought that was genius for, for a split second. See, I think what happened was I was wearing my wireless headphones watching that on my laptop, and I walked out of the room for a second. And I came back, and bizarro, uh, sorry, Brainiac showed up, and I was like, I was full sure superior man was going to be bizarro, but maybe he was a robot underneath it, and I missed something. Because I that's why I thought superior. No, uh, that's when Brainiac. that's when Brainiac makes his move. Basically. Yeah, yeah. I literally missed Brainiac as arriving. I was like, I was full sure that was going to be Bizarro, and it's yeah. Brainiac. And I was like, oh, who knew? Obviously, well, if you're going to take him on, take him on when he's been through a, even what he would consider mm. a fight. Mm. Um, so like, uh, yeah, that's why I was like confused about that earlier on. I was like, shit. And um, but like, yeah, I really like the way they introduced uh, Bizarro in this. That like this Superior Man is that from the comic books? Was he initially called Superior Man before? before? No, actually, no. Well, not to, not to my knowledge, he was just Bizarro. But yeah. I think they went like Superman, and then there was well, even Superior Man, yeah. uh, and then have him delve into being Bizarro and yeah. starts instead of I am Justice, me am Justice. Yeah, yeah. And oh, I thought that was cool. It was twisted and it was dark. Yeah, and it's kind of like Lex Luthor created a monster, like you know what I mean, like as well because like the way he kept like fucking amping them up, like I, I just oh yeah, like he's already near critical mass. And he goes, I know, like you know, as in I yeah. know, what are you talking about? <laughs> I've, I've, I'm not even, I don't even have a higher IQ than you. I have an entire digit more. Yeah, like, you know like, what I mean. Like, what are you telling me? Tony <laughs> Stark know? made this in a cave, sir. We're not Tony Stark. Exactly. That's <laughs> the line. It's not the best. It, yeah, you go exactly. back to that line yeah. so often. Yeah, such a great line. Tony Stark mm. made it in a cave. Well, then get Tony Stark. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean. mean? It's, it's like, like that thing where go, I'm not buying it for that. I could get it at such a place for such a price. Well, then go there and get it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I don't. Yeah. What are you telling me? Yeah, because a lot of times you're like, oh, you have a master's degree. He's like, yeah, but I'm studying the technology this dude just created. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, and yeah. that's the difference. That's it's level. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, There's just levels. Yeah, and that's um, it. Um, and to the degree Superman can lift a mountain, Batman had will. Yeah, and and unbreakable. To the degree, will. This, 
yeah, to the degree Superman could lift a mountain, uh, um, uh, Luther had resolve. Yeah, or, just, yeah, like the, the way Superman would lift a mountain to move it, Lex Luthor would figure a way of going through it. It's that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, like, that's you know it. What I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like, he was operating at uh, an incredible level. Yeah, this this uh, uh, movie showed as well, like the, like when you pick different eras that you can use these characters in completely different ways as well. Yeah, and that's what I loved about it, though. Like you know what I mean? Like the JFK fucking was the guy that that got started the Lantern uh, Corps and like hired Hal Jordan and shit like that. And I loved the way with the way they were dressed was more like fighter pilots. And shit like that, because that was the technology kind of the time, like, you know what I mean? So I just, I, I love the way they just kind of incorporated uh, something I think I mentioned in the Captain America episode with Don Shanahan. I love when they use future technology and retrofitted to older technology, because your understanding of technology would still remain to the technology you uh, were initially yes. exposed to. So yeah. you would use the futuristic technology in a completely different way than we would today. Yeah. Even though it's equivalency. Future- yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, so that's what I love about uh, this movie, that the, the future technologies that Superman and stuff introduced, but was used in a completely different way because the world he was exposed to is completely different than how we would perceive futuristic technology today or Superman in modern age will do. And I just love that kind of thing about when you do alternate history um, uh, storylines, because when you add these new elements and how it just evolves different things and how it skews the world, and it just shows you really how malleable humanity is in these kind of sometimes over the top stories, but it shows you how one event, how one person dying at a specific time, one person doing this, invading here, attacking here, whatever. You look at World War II, there's a like dozens of moments where that world, the world could have ended up in a completely different way. And you see that in the man, high castle. And then he shows you how the world would have been because of Nazi winning the war and stuff like that. So I just love when he shows you how, what the Soviet Union looks like underneath Superman and how Superman is affected by the way he controls the Soviet Union. I just thought that was just fucking genius storytelling. And that's why I absolutely fucking, I think I texted Lorraine near the end of it. And I was just like, this is just an excellent movie. And it's just, that's the best thing I can say about that. It, it incorporated all of its elements and all the things I love in alternate history. And it just skewed things in a, such a believable, perfect way in the yeah. way it incorporated all the elements from its own universe as well. And I thought it was fucking genius at times. So stylistically, storytelling and aesthetically, yeah, it didn't let you down. Some of the shots, man, of Stalin, like I remember when he's on the dam. Yeah, like fucking hell, like that was so well done. It looked so real, so textured. The animation style in this, like, was so beautifully done. Like when um Lex Luthor is showing, like, he's like, uh, does he have like a mechanical kind of like a uh, production line type thing? And you mm. see all these things kind of moving, and like I'm sitting here, like where I am now. We're this close to my laptop and I could see every little detail and it was just so fucking real looking and it was like and so textured and I, I, not to repeat myself but that's what you look for in top quality animation when you're talking about aesthetics is when you can kind of break that wall and you look into it and you can kind of see the reality within that kind of fabricated reality and that's why when you have CGI or top level animation that it really is eye catching because you can see the realism within this top level stuff and that's what i loved about the times the some of the shots of the soviet era russia some of the shots of stalin looked completely like they were just taken from that era like black and white superman and stuff when he's attacking korea and stuff like this when he's attacking the troops there i just thought it was everything about it was fucking so well done it captured all the elements that i tried to really well like it did i don't think it i don't that's the thing like i mean we critique films a lot and this is why i've sometimes said to you in private that get me some shit films 
because yeah. but but this like I'm Malignan. sorry we've gone completely the other way. All I can do is drool. It's yeah. just so good. So good. So well done. So well done. So yeah. well rendered. Yeah. So well, just a great series brought to life. And it pulled on the heartstrings a bit, even you know, when uh Superman has to drag the brainiac ship out into deep space. Oh, like you know, you yeah, and uh what is it he says well played or something like that. Uh, you know, his last thought is of Lex. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, like and the fact that their relationship, although completely and totally adversarial, was also based on a complete foundation of respect. Yeah, like Captain America and Iron Man, every time they're not like, around each other, they always speak well about each other. Exactly. Yeah. You know, that 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 there's like if you uh, don't admire your adversary, then you're doomed to lose against them because you never but respect that's it. properly. And also the film, like, don't get me wrong, I don't don't get me wrong. Uh, Superman was the bad guy in this when he became literally a dictator, but there was nobody that was intentions were out and out bad. Yeah. It's like the Joker is a classic, the carnage, classic examples of people who are just out and out bad. It's not complicated. Yeah. It's not complicated. Now, maybe their backstory is complicated, how they became so evil. That's complicated. But, but, but what they're doing is like tearing people up at a fun fair yeah. or gassing them to death. That's evil. They're, yeah. They do not have to debate it. Uh, but with Superman, was genuinely trying to help the entire time but his logic yeah or his rearing said that this is how you do it yeah and everybody you subjugate every, the population to you make them subjugate happy. the population mm. because you know that they, they don't know what's best for them yeah and then you know lex luther had a different way batman disagreed with all of this kind of like diana troy being another big one yeah um but at the same time nobody not a single person who appeared in this movie even Brainiac, who was taken to the nth degree, yeah. where all, all that mattered was knowledge. Yeah. And if you don't have knowledge to offer, you have nothing to offer. Delete. Yeah. Um, so everybody in this twisted, malformed way was kind of not necessarily a villain, which is yeah. kind of what's so twisted to me, because yeah. there was some out and out evil and, you know, anything that involves the suffering of innocence is, yeah. is bad. Everybody's uh, the hero of their own stories. That way every, and it, but that's, yeah, you know what, that's it. Everyone was kind of the hero of their own story. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, Brainiac Bra- wasn't like, oh, I'm going to go out and cause as much suffering. It just was indifferent to the suffering. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, in the same way that like Superman's like, I don't want to cause suffering. I want to end suffering. And if I have to subject yeah. the population in terms of like, I can turn all the criminal elements into like drones i'll do that and that if that ends suffering that's what i'll do and because he's had this skewed uh uh perception of what was right because he was brought up underneath the tutelage of joseph stalin in this movie that subjugation is what was best because subjugation he felt is how you ended suffering and he brought the subjugation to it like the, the fucking its limits by turning these guys or these people into drones and having them like being mind controlled almost and that's what i loved about it that it shows that the superman growing up in one sort of uh culture uh even though he wants to set out and do right that version of doing right is completely different than anything we could perceive. And it just shows you the cultural impact that can have on anybody around the world, whether if he landed in America, if he landed in Russia, if he landed in North Korea, like if he landed in China, if he landed in Ireland and England, he's a different Superman every single time. And it just shows you the cultural impact that can have on even someone so powerful as Superman. Like, so I just love that. Like, and that's what I did really well. It just shows you that, like you said earlier on, nature and nurture, it just shows you that even someone uh, like a deity can be uh, changed or twisted by the environment they grew up in. 
And yeah. he, you know what I mean? Like, so it's just, it's so brilliantly done. It really is a really, really good movie. Um, I'd love to see a live action version of it, but I don't think we need to because it's already there. It's so well done. Yeah. Like, you know it's actually, I mean? it's actually so well done. And if we ever did, and it was executed well, what a treat. But at the yeah. same time, this, if you wanted to, if you wanted to explain the story to someone, there is an excellent, excellent film out there that you can yeah. go to. A hundred percent. You know, and it's I'm, not that I'm, long I'm, either, you know. I'm going to be 39 in a couple of weeks and I don't give a shit. Okay. This is just, it's animated. Yeah, I know. Animated, but this is an excellent, excellent You know, excellent when you hit film. 40, I'm going to have to hunt you down like a Logan's Run, right? Yeah. What the fuck do you think I'm trying? To, I'm trying to like podcast, maybe make a bit of cash yeah. so I could get a head start. It won't matter. I'm a sad man. I'll find you. I'll, I'll, I'll buy I'll myself. You. I'll buy myself. I may, I'm, I'll make 41, Lo- not 42. Logan's Run, the sexiest movie ever made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you I'm friends? <laughs> <laughs> I got the friends quotes too, Noel. I got yeah. the friends knowledge too. Whipping out. We're white people. So, like, it, was, it was downloaded into our DNA. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was just injected. Friend, just friend. injected. I've never seen one, but yeah. I know. Friends of dream. <laughs> my eyes. My eyes. See? <laughs> I don't know where that comes from. I've never seen an episode. <laughs> um, so, no, before we get the fuck out of here, um, have you anything else to say about Redstone? And, um, like, does this left you chomping at the bit to do more DC animation? Because it kind of has let me wet my appetite. Mm. It is, well, it's a particularly stellar example of DC um, animation, but it is not the only one. Yeah. And so, yes, absolutely it has. But no, I think we touched upon this quite well. I, I really do. And we fanboyed over it and we drooled over it. But you know what? It's no less than it deserves. Yeah, exactly. Because like we're only drooling because it's so appetizing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it was so thought-provoking as well. Yeah. You know, it had... a. Uh, and uh, again, just to shout out to the director, it's uh, Sam Liu. But yeah. it had so many aspects to it and layers to it that I just enjoyed on different levels. Again, like you say, it felt like it was of its era. Its people were of its era. It yeah. was the, the thoughts and concerns that they had were prevalent. And I also thought the technology was of its era. I also thought some of the, th- the thoughts, some of the ways that, history kind of makes us remember this era were just yeah. so well incorporated yeah. and it just dropped the superman into it and somehow it didn't become like cheap then by yeah. the superhero narrative as things can at times be yeah. it just it was just an excellent story yeah it was like let's just lift out the historical dictator and replace him with superman as the dictator and let's see how the world would develop with lex luther being his opposing force and then, yeah. like, you know what I mean? And you have a Soviet Batman and how he would develop as a human being. Like, I love the uh, Flashpoint. We see Thomas Wayne as Batman. Like, you know, it's like he's similar, but also different. And I love this kind of alterations, these little different iterations. And it really gives uh, writers and storytellers an opportunity to play in other people's sandboxes, but not to be beholden to the uh, the canon or the, pre, uh, the pre-existing conditions of that sandbox. And that's why I think Mandalorian has done so well, like, because it's based within the Star Wars universe. And even though it's canon, it operates on its own terms and it's on its own level. And that's what I love about these kind of what if kind of uh, scenarios, yeah. because you can do whatever you want, how you want. It has no ramifications in the further universe and exists solely as itself. And oftentimes it exists brilliantly because of all those freedoms and liberties you're able to take with the storyline and the characters, you know? Yeah. And I think Red Sun's the perfect example of it. Can you fault this? And now just gun to your head, fault this. No, I'm struggling. 
No, like it's actually, it's actually absolutely brilliant. Like, you, you know, know I mean? do you know when you just have like a beautiful meal and it's affordable and yeah. you had wonderful time and the wine was fantastic, yeah. but you, you just feel like, okay, like, uh, as in, uh, there was no butter at my table with my bread and I had to ask for it. So that's my complaint. Like, you feel like you would have to be the most nitpicky, absolutely disgusting yeah. little bitch yeah, yeah, <laughs> to yeah. fucking do it. Yeah, exactly. And that's how I feel about this. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So like, my only complaint would be Green Lantern needs to make better manifestations when he's making stuff. The safe wrapped around people looks so fucking dumb. Like, oh my god Jesus. or like i know it would have been like as spectacular but we should all go in and goes all right guys remember safe that's what he's saying like don't try and take them on one and one yeah say everyone remember say to say we're doing yeah. the same yeah it's a bit boring to say just do the fucking safe yeah exactly like, <laughs> guy <laughs> just do the same <laughs> like, no i want to do, do like i want to do rockets or maybe like a giant golf club that swings yeah. at not guy i swear to fucking god yeah. <laughs> i will yeah. fucking take that ring fucking... guy you just have a terrible imagination imagine just just play it safe yeah this mm. fucking guy this fucking guy but before you get the fuck out of here no you're way. operating on this level and i'm up up and away yeah <laughs> i just <laughs> I seen the, okay for those at home. I seen the pain. <laughs> it was phenomenal. It was great. I'm too tired it for just this a, too... It was a moment where he's, despite yeah. the fact that we're doing this for like a year and a quarter together, he retawed. I seen it. But yeah, so like anybody out there, check out Superman Red Sun. It's fucking awesome. It's got awesome action. It really captures the, the time in history, but it skews it in a way that it makes perfect sense in the world that, uh, that it's operating in. So I think it's an absolutely excellent movie, and it's not that big a commitment. It's only an hour and 20 minutes long. So for me, definitely check out Red Sun. Um, Noel, do you want to say anything else and we get the fuck out here? No, let's get the fuck out of here. Thanks so much for staying with us, folks. Lots, Good. lots of loves to you and your loved ones. All right, folks. Uh, I'm your host, Vince Green. And I'm your host, Noel John Tui. And that was Dark Side of the Moon. And that was Superman Red Sun. See you next time, motherfuckers. Check us out on Spotify. Peace. Peace. I'm a god. You're a madman. This is the word of Dark Side.